Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by... Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also buy Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winners ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591 or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. And now, here we go, maniacs. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freebie. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. That's good. And welcome to episode 152. The Ken Griffey Sr. episode. Oh, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, not not Junior, who had a lot more home runs in his career, but Ken Griffey Sr. started his career with the Reds. 152 career home runs. Awesome. Well, uh, we had a guest on Monday's show, Tom Noy from the South Bend Tribune. Uh, I want to say we talked a lot about basketball, but we talked about a lot of things. Yes, but we did talk a lot about Notre Dame basketball. We did, and uh, we thought we would continue uh, basketball week by talking to the new head coach at Bethel University because basketball is underway. I'm sure some practices are getting underway, season's a couple weeks down the road. You feeling it? Feeling it. I like how you said Bethel University, too. A lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. Well, luckily, Steve wore a BU today, which looks brand new and awesome, so I'll be remembering throughout the entire interview. Folks may remember Steve Draben as quite the basketball player at LaPorte High School, and he went on to Belmont University, had a fine career there as a collegiate player, has now moved around to 
several places, Stetson, Lipscomb, during an assistant coaching career and now comes over and takes over the pilot program. Steve, welcome to Sports Jack. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be at Bethel, um, a, a place that I've known well for you know, my time being at Laporte, and I'd come over here to watch practices, the Rico Swansons, you know, Ryan Bales, Michael Edison's of the world, and um, was a lot of fun just following the program and, um, you know, getting to know coaches, players, and that, that kind of thing, and, you know, excited and blessed to be a part of uh, Bethel and, and uh, be, you know, kind of moving that, that seat over. Now, they were still in Goodman Auditorium at that point, right, with Rico yes. and those guys? when I first started going to practice, my dad, who was a high school assistant coach at LaPorte for many years with Coach Joe Otis, um, you know, we'd come over and watch practices in Goodman, you know, Rico Swanson and those guys, and it was a lot of fun. Brand new Camp Center that you get to play in now, but brand new also kind of describes this team that you have this year. You have four returning players. Now, one of them is really good in Travion Cruz. Um, but you've got to kind of assemble things. I imagine it's kind of been a whirlwind since you took the job, hasn't it? It's been pretty crazy. We've been off and running since you know I got the job in late April, just recruiting, 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 phone call after phone call after phone call, and um, talking to coaches, recruits, you know, visits to campus. I've 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 worn a path over to financial aid and admissions <laughs> um, this spring and summer, just you know questions trying to find out answers and um it's it's been in some ways you know pretty taxing but a lot of fun as well just learning players learning how we want to do things and, and doing it as a staff together mark prolsgrove our assist one of our assistants alex daniel one of our assistants and will abbott our graduate assistant have been great just helping me along the way what's the biggest difference between being an assistant coach at the d1 level and being the head coach of a program at this level it's funny you asked that a couple of years ago. I, when I was with Casey Alexander, he was uh, the head coach at Stetson for two years. I was with him, and then the last six at Lipscomb. I would, I would always ask him every year, "What do you need from me? What can I do better? How am I doing? You know, just give me some constructive criticism." And you know, well, what are your kind of career aspirations? I said, "I'd like to be head coach someday." And you know, how can I get there? How can I prepare myself? And one of the things he mentioned was decisions. You know, any decision that I make or that we make, just think about how you would do it. You know, so that's kind of my preparation the last few years, just trying to, how would I do that? You know, what would I do here? So really just decisions, you know, decisions on how to, how to plan a practice, decisions on how to do a recruiting visit, decisions on how to handle certain behavior issues or, or academic issues. So really just decisions, you know, trying to make the best decisions for our, for our program. Other than taking the job, what's the biggest decision you've had to make so far? That's a great question. Other than taking the job, biggest decision. Um, I guess maybe, uh, I think staff, um, mm. you know, choosing your staff, that's, that's huge. Um, you know, you choose somebody that doesn't fit you or doesn't fit the program, that's going to set you back. So, and I've been extremely blessed to have the assistance that we have, you know, Mark Polsgrove. Alex Daniel and, and Will Abbott. You know, Alex Daniel, Will Abbott. Will was a uh, um, a student at Bethel, just graduated last May. He's a GA, will be here for two years. Um, so he kind of knows the ins and outs of Bethel. Alex Daniel's been here for six years. Very similar, you know, knows NAIA, knows Bethel, kind of helped kind of bridge the gap for me. And then Mark Prosgrove, just with his experience that he's had in other places, App- Appalachian State, Gardner-Webb, Lise McCray. Um, his, his father is a college coach, has been a college coach for 
gosh, 20, 25 years. I actually coached with his father about 12 years ago. Mark was about 13 years old. Um, still looks about the same. But. <laughs> so just your staff. Um, and they, they make me look better. Um, they're proactive. They do things sometimes before I even ask them to do it. Um, so they've been, they've been phenomenal. So really staff, probably the best decisions I've made. Two-part question, Coach. Yeah. Uh, and I know it's an evolving answer. It's going to change as you as you progress. What kind of head coach do you want to be to these kids? And what kind of culture do you want this team to be and have? Locker room, on the floor. What, what, are, you, what yeah. are you hoping for? Two-part. Great question. A, def- a question I had in my interview several times, uh, several different people. Um, for me, I want to love our guys. I want to be a father figure to them. I want to be a mentor to them. Um, I want them to know that I'm I'm going to love them, care for them, serve them well, um, on and off the floor. You know, they're not just basketball players to me; they're people. Um, I want the door to be open at all times if they ever need me for anything or our staff. Um, so I, I want that for our players. Um, you know, want to have that relationship with them to where they can come for me for for anything, even some tough subjects. Um, and one of those things where down the road I want to I want to see them. You know, grow up to be great husbands, great fathers, um, great community members, um, great in the workforce, those kind of things. So a lot of times you don't kind of see those fruits of your labor until 5, 10, sometimes 20 years down the road. But um, want to know that I'm here for them. And then just the culture. You know, I just want to be a program that, you know, not only represents Bethel well, Bethel University well, but enhances Bethel University. You want to be a part of the community. Um, it's not Bethel men's basketball. Here's us. You know, we're above others. You know, we're a part of it. We're a community. We want to spur each other on other sports, other uh, events on campus. You know, got a lot of great, um, you know, opportunities and, and programs on campus from theater to choir, to a lot of different things. And um, just want to be a part of it. Want to you know, represent, you know, Bethel in a first class way. Um, want to be good stewards. Um, uh, want to be, you know, faithful. Um, it's a Christ-centered place, and, um, you know, our guys are on all different, you know, paths of, of the journey. Just want to help them where they're at, help them grow in that area, and want them to help others grow in that area as well. Your last name is Draven. It's not Lightfoot, and that seems very strange yeah. on the Bethel sideline after all these years. Have you talked to Mike at all, and if so, what kind of advice has he given you? It's interesting. My my cousin, when I got the job, uh, Nick Myrick. I don't know if you remember Nick. He played at Portage. Okay. With Jake Parker, who's a year behind me. When I got the job, he called me. He goes, "Who's the last coach at Bethel not named Lightfoot?" Homer Drew. You, yeah, you got that right away. I figured that was who it was. I didn't know if there's somebody in between uh, him and Coach Lightfoot, but um, so I thought that was pretty good. Homer. Homer Drew was the last coach not named Lightfoot, but yeah, I, I had and he a, did okay for him. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. And he's, he did, had a pretty good career coaching wise. I actually reached out to Homer as well. He was great to talk with, just advice and whatnot, and, and Mike as well. What kind of advice did they give you? Yeah, Mike. Um, you know, talking with him about the job even before um, I interviewed, just kind of asking advice and you know opinions and thoughts, and he he said a couple things, two or three things um, that I thought were really good, really helpful for the interview. Just it's a Bethel, they want somebody that's a kind of a pastor coach, mm-hmm. um, somebody that, you know, Sean Horkgren, um, who's kind of overseas vice president of, of um, students over there, kind of oversees the athletic department. He mentioned it. We don't have a chaplain 
on campus. You know, and the reason we don't is because we want our professors, our coaches, our administration, we want them to be chaplains of their team. Um, so that was a big one, you know, having kind of that faith background, um, just being entrenched in the word um, and just being a, you know, kind of a mentor for these players spiritually. Um, you know, just getting students involved, getting community members involved. You know, it's affiliated with the missionary church. Um, just being out there in the community, I think, is big. Mike was phenomenal at that. Just getting to know a lot of people and people knowing him and just helping support the program, not only financially, but just being around and um, those kind of things. We have a host family kind of program that I th- I've never been a part of before. I think is it's been great. I think they've done it for 12 years or so. So we actually had a meeting the other night. So basically every player on our roster has kind of a host family that kind of adopts them Um, and you know they can do as little as just come to games or you know have care packages after games Um, take them out to dinner after a game Um, we have four international players two from Serbia one from United Kingdom one from uh, Jamaica a lot of times those guys obviously those guys can't go home you know during the year so they might have them over for Thanksgiving or Christmas sure so just yeah be a pastor coach uh, be a part of the community um, and just, you know, represent yourself well and um, and uh, just be a mentor for these players. Boy, the recruiting budget must be pretty good if he's getting kids from <laughs> Serbia and You're Jamaica. You're going to Serbia. Yeah. Nice to how to go over there. how do you find those over. people? Yeah, we did not go over to Serbia. Alex Daniel had a couple contacts um, of guys that he knew that had been over there, so I guess they were kind of mediators for us. We did not go over to Serbia or United Kingdom <laughs> or Jamaica. That, Jamaica would have been pretty cool. Um, maybe we need to try to make a trip over there, but, um, just kind of had contact of a guy that, that went over there and just kind of knew some of those players overseas. We watched them on film, um, those kind of things. Actually three of the four had been here in the States. Um, two guys were junior college players, um, one in Illinois, one in, uh, Ohio. Um, so they'd been in the States for two years. The, we have two freshmen, one played at a prep school in, uh, Arkansas, um, and then, uh, so we really only had one that coming straight from uh, from overseas. So, so yeah, just connections. In my 12, 13 years of coaching, I had not one time even recruited an inter- international guy. Now we got four, two and a half months. So. Wow. Uh, f- when you went to Belmont, did they hand out the draw a- at the beginning of the school year? Because I hear a little of that South in your voice. Or does that actually come from somewhere else? I, I, there's been a couple of people that have mentioned that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get back to the Midwestern. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But it's funny. My my three year old I think has the worst a- or worst probably not the right word, but the biggest accent of heaviest, us all. Heaviest, yes. So heaviest. Um, but uh, yeah, working on it. I guess I trying to get it. back in the fold. Let me ask you this. All right. So you you come to I've actually got a, a ton. I'll, how about a couple yes or no questions? Sure. Did you come to Bethel? Bethel come to you? Did you meet in the middle? Met in the middle. Okay. You see what you have when you get here. Do you go look at film? Do you go, all right, guys, five on five, full speed. So you see what you have. How have you found out what you're working with? Film. Film. Yeah. Okay. What mm-hmm. do you like so far? Um, effort. I think okay. our guys play with good effort. Um, I think our guys um, play together. Um, they want to win. They want to compete. They want to do well. Um, so that's a great start, you know, guys that, that want to do well. You know, we've had our moments where we've not had as much effort. You know, we've had 22 practices so far, and 
you know, we just played our, had our first scrimmage yesterday. Um, so just working on trying to stay consistent. Our biggest, I guess, detriment right now is just being able to be consistent for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. But effort's been good. Well, and obviously when you're bringing in this many new people, uh, trying to achieve a chemistry is mm-hmm. important too. Where does that rank in what you're trying to accomplish in the preseason? That's probably been our n- number one priority is just connecting as a team. You know, we've had five or six team meetings. Um, we've had, uh, you know, film sessions, you know, five or six of those. We had a kind of a team retreat in uh, Waterville Elite, Michigan, kind of Renora Lodge. Um, you know, just stayed the night there. They had 27 beds. Um, we did hero hardship and highlight exercise where each guy shared kind of their hero in their life, their a hardship they've had and a highlight they've had. So just getting to know each other has been huge for our team because um, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. Um, I just want our guys to be con- a connected group. I want us, co- our coaching staff and players to be connected. So that's been critical for us, number one priority by far. You said you've been doing a lot of recruiting. If you don't mind, take us in the living room. And I'm just, this is just nerdy, questioning, <laughs> just kind of wondering what it's like. Does faith come up in a Bethel University visit? Or is it just assumed because, well, it's a Christian college, we kind of know. Or are you, are you poking and prodding with that? Great question. It, uh, it definitely does. Okay. Our, our, our recruiting philosophy is we want, obviously we want players that fit us and fit how we play, fit our culture. But even more important than that, um, we want to fit those student-athletes so that if they come to Bethel, they know what they're getting into. There's sure. no surprises. You know, there's over 800, 700, 800 transfers a year in NCAA Division One, And I know at Belmont, I was fortunate to play for a coach that had similar philosophy and recruiting guys that fit the style, fit the school. You know, I had a transfer my junior year, 2003, a guy transfer out. Be- or uh, Bethel. Belmont did not have a transfer for 13 years. It's just unheard of. Lipscomb, we had one transfer in six years. So it's critical for us to make sure those student, those recruits know who we are, know what Bethel's about. We're a faith-driven school. Um, it's, a, it's a part of our fabric. You're going to go to chapel um, three times a week. Um, you know, we're going to pray with you. Um, we're going to pray individually, pray as a team. So it's critical that they – I want them to know that. If it's something that – Here's what's coming. Yeah. If it's something that they want, great. If it's something that they don't, you know, we want them to know that. And it's one of those things, there's, it's, Bethel is a great environment in that. It's, it's a ministry. You know, we don't have to recruit, you know, all Christians who have been brought up in the faith. And, right. You know, we want to help, you know, um, student athletes where they're at, help them grow in that journey, you know, whether they're Christian or not. But they need to know that, hey, it's a part of who we are. What's your faith journey like? My faith journey, I grew up in a, in a Catholic environment, um, uh, had grandparents and parents that were, uh, um, you know, took the initiative to, to get us to church on Sunday mornings and to uh, pray before meals and to um, talk about who Jesus is and the gospel and, and what it means. Um, so that was a huge start for me, a great, great start for me. Um, really became my own, um, really in high school. Had uh, some great mentors. I was fortunate, you know, the Ben Tonigals, the Greg Tonigals, those guys, you know, Greg was two years older than me. Ben was three years, um, you know, going to FCA with those guys and just seeing those guys model what it means to be um, a man of faith. And, you know, again, not perfect. You know, we're, we're all broken people and sinful by nature, but, 
you know, that's why we need um, a higher being. Uh, and then through college, you know, Belmont was a Christian school and had a lot of mentors there, teammates, coaches that helped build into me as a as a man of faith. And um, as I met my wife, kind of that was another step for me in that um, kind of moved away from the from the Catholic Church and kind of went non-denominational right with her. Um, wanted to go to the same church and bring up our family in the same kind of environment. And um, you know, was baptized as a as a mature adult Christian at the church we went to, which was. Um, just another step doesn't save me, but it just kind of was a line in the sand, you know, mark in the sand. This is who I am kind of professing my faith publicly. And then, you know, in the past, you know, 10 or 12 years, just as a coach, you know, taking steps each year to try, try to try to grow as a leader, try to grow as a um, faith driven man and, and uh, to, to build into the players and help them grow. So. You mentioned the Tonicals. You're going to have to coach against them now. Yep, and just he, one of them. He, well, yeah, but yeah. Greg's got a uh, a pretty successful program going there at Iwu. Got a pretty good player in Kyle Mangus too, uh, who's been mentioned as a national player of the year candidate in the NAI yep. level. What's that going to be like going up against a guy that you kind of admit you somewhat idolized in yeah. high school? Looked up to Greg a lot. He was. Just uh, great for me and my development, not only as a player but as a person um, and a man of faith. He, uh, I tell people all the time that, boy, Greg has developed a great culture, a great program, very successful. And then on top of that, he's won a lot of games and some championships. That's not why he does what he what he does to win games, to win championships, is to impact young men. And um, just listening to their podcast, Jeff Clark, one of you know his assistant coach. Um, they do a podcast and, uh, you know, they just talk about their journey, you know, the I am third culture, you know, God first, other second, yourself third. Um, you know, they have a, a retreat that I've not been able to get to, unfortunately, uh, where they just bring in coaches, you know, coaching staff, sometimes individual coaches where they just talk about discipling, you know, their players, um, had plenty of conversations with Greg and Jeff over the years, just how to better coach, you know, not only you know strategizing on the floor is that the right word strategize i don't think that's a word you, strategy it is today. on the floor okay yeah. all right appreciate it um you know just on the floor stuff but most importantly just how to develop a team culture how to develop um you know men of faith and help them grow in non-judgmental non-condemning ways so he's been great um, might be, be challenging to play him but you know my thing is you, know, you want to play against the best right you know so the crossroads league is the best in, yeah. in the iad too um, Indiana Wesleyan has been the best program, you know, last whatever, 5, 10, 12, 15 years. Um, so you look at, you know, when we got to Lipscomb, um, our staff six years ago, Belmont was who we looked to down the road. And, okay, the gap is wide right now, but, hey, we want to close that. You know, so that's kind of my thing here. I just want to make Bethel the best best it can be, you know, and try to close that gap against the Indiana Wesleyan, Spring Arbors, Marions, those kind of people. He's listening to other podcasts, so I don't, I'm not sure. I Have like you heard that. that before? Yeah, we should end it right now. <laughs> no. uh, let me ask you this. Mike Lightfoot now, our, our good pal, is doing a ministry talking to coaches about yeah. you know trying to keep the marriage healthy. And we were just talking about this off podcast the other day about this is a tough gig. And he told me five, three, one, one on the way. <laughs> Married for, has it been a decade? Almost. Yeah. Congratulations. It'll be 10 in June. How do you, and you've been coaching for a while, now you're in a head coach position, how do you make it work? You know, you're going to be asked that, like, hey, is everything healthy at home? What What do you have in place? 
What do you need to put in place? I'm asking for a friend. Prayer. Lots of prayer. Um, Just seeking guidance from the word, from, uh, from prayer, from his spirit, just seeking his voice through it, keeping him out in front of what I'm doing, what she's doing, what our program's doing. Uh, that's most important. You know, it's, there's never really a balance. You know, when you are got the season going on, you're, you know, last night I was up past midnight just doing film from our scrimmage. And, um, but for me, most importantly, it's just being there for her, doing what she needs. I actually did the dishes last night to help her out this morning. So, hey. You know, you got to do those things too. I was up late with the film, but I was doing dishes. I made sure there she, you go. I got those done for. But um, <clears throat> you know, trying to be there as much as I, as much as I can. Um, um, you know, with the kids, I want them to know that I love them. I'm there for them. I care for them. Um, but I also want my team to know that as well. So um, you know, there's times where that takes a lot out of you physically, um, mentally, emotionally, all that stuff. But um, I'm trying to be there for for both my team and most importantly my wife and, and children um, but yeah just conversations too I mean just what do you need from me hon you know what what can I do better what um, just keeping those lines of communication open I don't want to I don't want her to hold things in I don't want to hold things in I think we've both done a good job of just kind of sharing our hearts and sharing what we need from each other and um, th- the more you're in prayer as a couple um, the more things are revealed to you um, so just trying to keep that most important. Do you cook? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, and All she right. knows that, and she doesn't want that. <laughs> that there, there's, there's times, it's, it's crazy. Two of the things that I'm very, very, very poor at is shopping and cooking. Okay. She'll, I mean, she'll send me to the store and, you know, <laughs> heavy cream. She wanted me to get heavy cream. Now, is that heavy whipping cream? Is that, you know... Just little things like that. I, yeah. Where do I find them? It's got How be many dairy, calls right? do you have to make home what? when you're at the store? Oh, yeah. FaceTime. Leave? FaceTime. I yeah. love FaceTime. Is this the right thing? Is this it? Mm-hmm. There you go. There's so many different brands of so many different things. I, which brand do you want? I'm going to get the generic if you don't want a certain brand. But, um, yeah, she knows I'm not the cook. Occasionally, she'll, if she's working a little bit late, she works three days a week. I get home a little early. She might start the prep for me and I got to kind of get keep it going you can at least throw a sandwich together right? I can do that there I, can, you go. I can do a mac and cheese I can do mac and cheese I can do grilled <laughs> cheese um that's about it are Crock you gonna pot? be teaching at all I'm not no coach coach each coach has a responsibility or two at, at, at Bethel um, which I think is healthy you know it just keeps you ingrained in the you know just the athletic department we as a stat or Mark Polsgrove is kind of a helps out John Natale with compliance I uh, help Chris Hess at the end of the year in the spring with our golf outing. Okay. Um, and then we also, as a staff, help out three or four events per semester. Like tonight, we're working the men's soccer game. Oh, good. So just our players get out there. We shag balls, you know, do film, concessions, those kind of things. We've, we've done all this talking. We haven't talked about wins and losses. Where do those fit in because look i i know you're a competitor you're not looking at film just because you're trying to see the artistic side of it you're looking for ways that you can win basketball games where do wins and losses fit into the program it's important it matters we talk to our guys say winning isn't everything um but making the effort to win is you know and that's what i want from our guys i want to focus on we talk a lot about the process um over the outcome we focus on the outcome we're not going to we're not going to get the outcome we want. We have to focus on the process to get the outcomes that we want. You know, if you focus on 
results, you'll never change. If you focus on change, you'll most likely get the results that you want. So, and for me, it's just, it's process over outcome. It's growth mindset. Um, just trying to get better every day. I thought last year at Lipscomb, I try not to talk too much about Lipscomb with our team, but you know, we played 37 games last year. Um, we won 29 of them. And out of the, out of the eight losses we had only one time that we lose to a team that we probably shouldn't have lost to. So out of 37 games, that's pretty good. And I think a huge part of that was we just had a coach in Casey Alexander that just got our guys ready to play every day, practice. They were ready in film. They were ready in weights. They were ready in whatever. Um, we just maximized each day. Um, I thought very best season I've probably ever been a part of, of, of a group of guys that just maximized every day and got better every day. Um, so that's kind of what we're trying to do here, just have that growth mindset, get better every day, focus on going 1-0. You know, we're trying to beat Madonna at Madonna next Saturday the 26th. That's it. Um, and just try to maximize our day-to-day. Let's have a great practice. Um, let's focus. Let's concentrate. Let's, have the, the, let's do the things that we can control. And then 1-0 will take care of itself. You're picked to finish sixth in your league in the preseason poll. I know part of the answer is, well, obviously we want to compete for a championship and, and, you know, the poll doesn't matter. It's what we do on the court. But when you look at your league, do you think sixth is realistic? Do you think people are selling you short? What what do you think of when you see your league as it stacks up? I'm going to give you the politically correct answer. I don't know. I really don't. It's... I've watched our league on film, you know, before I interviewed and then, you know, after um, um, getting the job, you know, just watching Spring Arbors and Indiana Wesleyans and the Marians. I was just curious. By know, the way, the, Spring Arbor and Indiana Wesleyan, the last two national champions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just getting to know our league and wanting to see how they do things and I wanted to see us play against them. Um, so obviously I know film what they do and how they do it and um, – but just not having seen them play live, and I watched Indiana Wesleyan. They had, you know, they're on ESPN three, and you know, Greg and Jeff are good friends of mine, and mm-hmm. I'd watch them to see what they do and see if we can institute anything at Lipscomb, and whatnot. So I've seen them play plenty, but I, I don't know. Just in, with our so many new guys, eleven new guys, yeah, you know, to compare our team right now to the rest of the league, it's, it's hard for me. Um, I know Alex Daniel, who's obviously seen our league plenty in the last six years, he can kind of give me some thoughts, but. Um, I think right now, offensively, we have a chance to compete. We've got to get better on the defensive end if we're going to beat the better teams in our league. So it's probably right. You know, we're probably right in that six, seven, eight mix. I, I don't um, know any coach that doesn't say they got to get better on deep. You know. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I feel good about this. I do too. So uh, you you mentioned uh, Madonna, October twenty ninth, twenty sixth, twenty sixth. Yep. Excuse me, October twenty sixth. That's a Saturday. And then when's the first home game at the White Camp Center? First home game at the White Camp is uh, uh, Siena, Saturday, November 2nd. Okay. And uh, plenty, of bas- plenty of Bethel basketball to come up in the next few months. Hopefully we can maybe midseason check in with you again. Absolutely. Love that. Steve Draben. Uh, by the way, I, I did fail to mention, you know, we made reference to free throws maybe before we went on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, Indiana high school record when he was at Laporte for free throw percentage. I believe national high school record at Laporte for high school per- free throw percentage, and number two all time at least when you left Belmont in terms of college. So let me ask you this: Why were you so good at free throws? 
You know, growing up, my my mom and dad um, got me in the Elks National Free Throw Contest, and I took Columbus and just got into it. We enjoyed it. There were even time we'd go to the gym almost every night and practice. It was funny one time the Elks they would have somebody stand off to the side and like kind of swipe their arm if they made it you know like swipe it down if they missed and so my mom sometimes would be that person just to kind of get used to it's funny but uh and then just it was important you know free throws win games or lose games you know my dad being a big proponent you know two things I talk about a lot that are underrated in basketball one is free throws and two is catching the basketball I just don't think players catch the ball well feet ready those kind of things but it was just something that was important for our family for my dad um, our teams um, again, we probably don't practice them enough in practice. Um, but, uh, uh, and then I just, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed streaks, you know, trying to make as many as I can and then trying to beat that and beating that. Every day in practice, Joe Otis, we'd do a drill and then we'd shoot 25 straight free throws every practice. And if you made 25, you kept shooting. And so I think that was a big part of it as well. We always had pretty good free throw shooting teams and we just made it an emphasis. So if you have a youngster, or if you are a youngster, uh, here's the key to making free throws. Shoot them a lot in practice. I think I caught that. Yeah. Simple. This is the Sports Yak Podcast, Coach, and I know you're probably in awe sitting in here with us two individuals and the tens of tens that listen. Any <laughs> questions for us before you go? What can Anything I, you want to know? Yeah. What can I do for you guys? How when? can I be of service? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corey likes tickets. <laughs> I love to come watch local okay. bas- basketball. I think it's, I think it's one of the best kept secrets in our community. Still, sure. I mean, people get wind of it from time to time, but uh, my son and I'd love to come to Bethel and watch, and just try to figure out before the game starts who's who's the star today, who's gonna yeah. you know, who's gonna take on my daughter's alma mater of Grace College, okay. and show yeah. them who's boss <laughs> in Mishawaka, Indiana. Oh, one more thing. We didn't talk about a local kid that you have, Gabe Johnson, yeah. out of South Bend Riley. Yeah. What have you seen from him early in the season? Yeah. How much do you expect him to contribute this year? Gabe's a uh, charismatic personality. He's got a great personality, great smile. Just people, um, you know, when he walks in a room, you know, the energy raises. He's a great guy, um, great representative. He's a very good athlete. Um, you know, he played football at South Bend Riley as well. Mm-hmm. I think good DB, wide receiver maybe. Um but he's going to be a guy that comes in and brings energy. Again, don't know our, how much or how little he'll play at this point, like a lot of our guys. But um, he'll come in and bring energy and, and bring an athleticism that, um, that'll that be critical for our team. Now that you're here, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll tell you this. This is unsolicited advice from Uncle Chuck. The more local kids you get, the more fans you'll have in the stands sure. and the more interest – You'll generate for sure, and I think there's some pretty decent talent in the in the circle that is Michiana. For sure, definitely. That's number. You know, we want to we want to go local first. You know, we want to get to you know get to the local high schools and players and and get them here. We had I think one year at Lipscomb, two three years ago, we had six or seven local guys, um, and it, like you said, it generated more fans and. Yeah. Well, and, so. and you talked about those Bethel teams that you saw as a kid. Yeah. I mean, Rico was a local yeah. kid. Edison was a local kid. Uh, William Walker. William Walker, Hershberger, all yeah. all those kids. Jody Martinez. Yeah. I mean, the local talent has really been good to Bethel over the years. For sure. We're going to definitely hit that up hard. 
So. All right, Coach. Best of luck this season. Thank you for, thanks for having me. Appreciate Steve it. Steve Draven, head coach, Bethel University Basketball. We'll be back in a minute, back. Don't forget it, don't you go away. Better stay right there, don't you turn us off. Because there's no place else to go. But the show will be back in a minute, back. In a minute, back. You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic Events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And buy Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial-grade snowplows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, pyramidequipmentinc.com. Congratulations to the Washington Nationals headed to the World Series after sweeping the Cardinals 7-4 the final last night. Washington with seven in the first. Cardinals did chisel back, but first pennant in Washington since 1933 when they were the Senators. It's been a long time since the World Series has been in our nation's capital. They'll play either Houston or the Yankees. Boy, Garrett Cole continues to be the most dominant pitcher in Major League Baseball Shut down the Yankees last night. Houston wins that one 4-1. They lead the series 2-1. Game four supposed to be today. Weather does not look good for New York. Is there a team or teams that have not had an opportunity yet to play in this fine game of the World Series that are still playing today? No. Houston and the Yankees have both been in it before. Uh, it's, but there's a team that's been left out. Like, there's one still standing or two teams that are like, we've never gotten to go do that. Oh, uh, the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners are the one team. Wow. Yeah, that I can think of. The Seattle Mariners are the the only team I can think of that haven't been to the series. Padres have. The Rays have. Marlins. Diamondbacks. Yeah. Might be the Mariners. All right. Notre Dame women's basketball is tuning up for its season. They had media day yesterday, had a chance to ask Muffet McGraw. Well, you can hear what I asked her. How in the world do you go about replacing an all-WNBA lineup that uh, had 87 points per game taken right out of your lineup? Yeah, we do return four points a game, so we're, we're going to build off of that. Um, <laughs> I think our, our goal is to be a really good defensive team. We have a lot of talent. Uh, they're just really, really young. Uh, we have no experience. Our point guard, Marta, has a lot of experience coming from Stanford and playing in the Final Four, so we're going to really rely on her to run the team. But um, it's, been, it's been fun. It's been very different. Uh, we've had to teach a lot more. We're sometimes um, trying to pump the brakes because we forget things they don't know that we just assume that they know. So it's, uh, it's definitely been interesting so far. So they've got a lot of holes to fill. One of those holes is at point guard where they have a young woman who has transferred from Stanford by the name of Marta Sneezak. Now, Marta Sneezak is a graduate transfer, so she's only going to be at Notre Dame for one year. She is the second youngest of nine children. And Anthony Anderson from the South Bend Tribune was talking to her, and he said, you know, there happened to be nine people on this team as well how does your experience from being part of a big family help you and then we wound up asking other people like uh, the freshman anaya peoples and muffet about the new point guard you learn things like that you learn on a team um togetherness um hard work dedication sacrifice of course sharing um all those things that i think 
um, have made me what, like the player that I am today. Marta's like the mom on the team. I mean, she gets everybody in the right spot on and off the court. Um, she's there to tell you straight. And I mean, but she's she's a great leader and she's like a big sister. You're gonna see Marta definitely picking it up as the point guard. She has to be the leader on the team. She pushes us so hard and I love that. Um, you need someone that, you know, loves you and trusts you, but also pushes you further than you think you can go. And so I really appreciate that. What was the vibe at Media Day? What were you feeling in the room? I think there's a positivity to this team. They know that people have lower expectations this year, given the fact, as you naturally would. I mean, they lost pretty much the all-WNBA rookie team. <laughs> you know, the, There's three players on the all-WNBA rookie team that were on this team last year. So... They lost a ton of talent, and I think most people looking at Notre Dame are going with the expectation, well, they can't be nearly as good as they were. And Muffet says, I'm not lowering my expectation for this team. Now, she also understands that there are going to be hiccups along the way, but her plan is, look, we're going to be a better team in January than we are in November. And we're going to be a better team in February than we are in January. There's going to be a lot of learning along the way. But I think she's embraced the challenge of, I've got to do a lot of teaching with this team. We that, can't take anything for granted. That might be something uh, that gives her, as a head coach, an extra spark. It's just been so good for so long. Mm -hmm. Okay, a reset button, maybe an invigorated, you know, here's some coaching style I haven't done in a while is, right. you know, back to the basics. And defense will be emphasized in practice, as it often is. Yes. Uh, but I believe that Sam Brunell and Anaya Peoples are the real deal, and they're going to be fun to watch in the front court. It's how much productivity can the Irish get out of the back court with people like Abby Prohaska and Marta Sneezak and some others. Uh, what will they be doing at the guard position to help this team win? Two follow-up questions. Of the uh, WNBA players, and that season has ended, how many have gone on to play overseas or continue to play? Not sure. Okay. Uh, where can I hear these games on the radio? Oh, the Notre Dame women's basketball games? Yes. Those are on Pulse FM. That would be 92-1, 96-9, and 103-1. The season starts November 5th when the Irish are at Fordham. That's only the home games, right? No, 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 no. Home and away. <laughs> home and, and away. away. I saw a tweet about Devin Kennedy the other day. Yeah, he signed a contract with the Brooklyn Nets, so the Marion Hoops alum probably going to be in the developmental league. But right now he's one of 20 players on the Nets roster. They'll trim it down to, I believe, 12 for the NBA season, which starts the first week of November. Uh, AP poll for high school football. Anything out of the ordinary you saw and you went, oh, that's interesting. Well, Warsaw being up to number seven. That, that's as high as the Tigers have been in, in quite some time. Uh, that's an eye raiser or eyebrow raiser. Um, 5A still loaded. Elkhart Central dropped out of the AP poll. They are ranked in the coaches poll. New Prairie still number one. So we've got New Prairie and Elkhart Central on Friday night. That should be a head knocker. Two of the state's best running backs or best rushers, I should say, because Chase Ketter is a quarterback at New Prairie. Mark Brownlee, a running back at Elkhart Central. There could be some big plays in that game. Big-time football. Well, a couple of players uh, 
Got drafted in the XFL yesterday with some local connections. Marion alum Kirk Barron, who played at Purdue, went to Seattle. Jerron Jones from Notre Dame went to New York. And then in the NFL, the Bears had to put Akeem Hicks, the Pro Bowl defensive end, on injured reserve. That's not a good sign for the Bears' defense. It was good news for one guy, Alex Bars, a former Notre Dame offensive lineman, moved up from the practice roster to the active squad, so congratulations to him. Hockey! Uh, Red Wings lose last night by a count of 5-1. Red Wings have been playing pretty good hockey to start the season, but Vancouver at home always tough and that was the case again last night we're almost about ready to wrap up the sports yak here our apologies to hubastank for once again having to bump their interview because we've run out of time but i do want to touch on one thing yes or no questions these will come lightning quick to you chuck freebie i'll follow up as well rock and roll hall and fame adductions 2020 class are you ready go ahead pat benatar has she earned a spot. Yes. I'll say yes as well. Dave Matthews Band. No. I'm going to say no, not yet. Depeche Mode. No. No. Doobie Brothers. Yes. Me as well. Whitney Houston. Yes. As well. Judas Priest. No. Kraftwerk. No. MC5. No. Motorhead. No. Nine Inch Nails. No. The Notorious no. B.I.G. Oh, I'm sorry. The Notorious B.I.G. Maybe. Rufus and Shaka Khan. Uh, Shaka, yes. Rufus has to stay out. They Todd, can't go in together. Todd Rundgren. Try not to let the Notre Dame connection uh, sway me. Mm-hmm. I'm, But I think he's got enough body of work. I'm going to go yes. Okay. Soundgarden. No. T-Rex. <laughs> well, great one song. No. Thin Lizzy. No. All right. We'll where see who... Where was Kansas, by the way? Not on the list. Why not? Because of the eye patch. I think they got treated like dust in the wind. <laughs> see what I did there? Yes. Did you hear about the lead singer that got fired? No. He said, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. But um boom <laughs> Follow us on the socials. Sports Yak with two Ks. On Twitter and Instagram. Chuck, you're on the Twitter machine. At 46 Sports. On Facebook as well. WHME 46 Sports. Good for you. You can email the show, thesportsyak, with two Ks, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, sports fans. Ooga looga, honey manoush. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.